It's November 2018, and Harry Overly pulls into his driveway after a long day at the office. Seems like every day is a long day at the office these days. Coming home is such a relief. Overly's 38 years old with a handsome, clean-cut look. He's just marked his first anniversary as the CEO of SunMade. It hasn't gone at all as he envisioned. As Overly approaches his front door, he notices something jammed in the crack. His stomach drops. He knows immediately this isn't a takeout menu or an ad for a yard service company. He pulls out the paper and puts it in his pocket. He'll look at it later. Right now, he wants a moment of peace, the comfort of home. He's looking forward to relaxing a little and going to bed. Christina is pregnant with their first child, so he knows quiet nights like these are numbered. Damn, that smells good. The house special, lasagna. As he helps put dinner on the table, Overly thinks about how differently he thought this job would go. Just over a year ago, he had been working as the North American head of Deolio, the olive oil company, after stints with Wrigley and Treehouse Foods. When he was offered the job as CEO of SunMade, it seemed like an exciting next step. The SunMade board was ready to shake things up, and Overly was thrilled he could put his food marketing background to work. Overly knew that consumers see raisins as a childhood snack, something to pop in your kid's lunchbox, something you don't buy again until maybe you're baking cookies for the grandkids. Adults just don't eat raisins. But people are increasingly turning to healthier foods like hummus and protein bars. Overly thinks raisins should make the cut, too. And he has a plan. But getting adults on the raisin train isn't the only problem. The raisin industry is a lot more complicated than he expected. He thought growers and packers would all be on the same side. After all, they want the same thing, to sell as many raisins as possible. But boy, was he wrong. Hey, Han, I'm just going to watch the news a bit. He needs a moment alone. He pulls the paper from his pocket and unfolds it. In bold, capitalized letters, it reads, You can't run. Angrily, Overly crumples the paper into a ball. This is the fourth threat he's received in the past month. He can't prove it, but he's pretty sure he knows who did this. He just can't understand how it all came to this. From Wondery, I'm David Brown, and this is Business Wars. In the last episode, SunMade used violence and intimidation to dominate the raisin industry for decades. Then, in the 1960s, a group of farmers banded together and formed the Raisin Bargaining Association, giving its growers the power to stand up to SunMade and negotiate better prices for their raisins. For 40 years, raisin land has seemed stable, until Harry Overly takes over as CEO of SunMade. He doesn't plan to so much shake up Raisin Land as upend it, 
but the Raisin Bargaining Association will not sit idly by. They have plans of their own. This is Episode 2, A New Sheriff in Raisinland. It's spring 2018, and Overly is sitting in a boardroom across from an ad man pitching a new raisin commercial. And then the guy texts the girl a raisin emoji with a heart. The last shot is two of them sharing a box of raisins as they watch Netflix and chill. (laughs) He grins broadly and waits expectantly for Overly's approval. Everyone in the room is also waiting for his response. Overly can hear the clock ticking as he musters an answer. A million thoughts are racing through his mind. Since he's been at SunMade, he's done a lot to grow the business. He's brought in new execs from around the country. He's changed procedures. He's developing a new product line. But none of this matters if he doesn't get the ad right. The ad is more important than anything he's done so far. He has to change the way millennials think about raisins. And he doesn't think what he's just heard will do that. It's not big enough in scope. This is the first ad for raisins in almost 30 years. And that last one became one of the most iconic ads of all time. It has to be on that level. You don't need to remind me. Those singing raisins haunt my sleep. In the late 80s and early 90s, The raisin industry banded together and made a series of ads featuring claymation raisins singing the Marvin Gaye classic, I Heard It Through the Grapevine. California raisins from the California vineyards. They became a phenomenon, spawning t-shirts and lunchboxes. Michael Jackson wanted a claymation raisin made in his likeness. Paul McCartney was a big fan, too. There was even talk of a movie. Sales jumped 20%. But in typical Raisinland fashion, the ads were yanked over a squabble about funding. Although all the raisin farmers and packers had chipped in to pay for the ads through a joint commission, SunMade wanted the claymation characters to appear exclusively on their own packaging and pressured the other companies to keep them off theirs. Eventually, fed up with SunMade's strong-arm tactics, the packers shut down the commission and the ads stopped altogether. The dancing raisins loom large in Overly's mind. He knows whatever ad he puts out will be compared to them. Let's step back for a second. What's our problem? People don't eat raisins. Right, right. But more specifically, millennials don't eat raisins. I believe they don't eat them because they don't think of them. They're not a top-of-mind snack. Or they think of them like mustard. You eat them with something in trail mix or cereal, you know, but you don't eat them by themselves. So, what do we know about millennials? (laughs) They really like avocado toast. Overly is not amused. He gets up from his chair and begins to pace, thinking out loud. They're nostalgic. The ad man starts taking notes. This is the generation that went nuts for Polaroids, even though they can take as many photos as they want on their phones, right? They love vinyl records, vintage video games. We need to tap into that. The ad man is scribbling on his pad in deep concentration. He holds up his index finger. He needs one more minute. Overly sits back in his chair. After a moment, the ad man looks up. 
okay, uh, how about something like this? We follow a bunch of kids, like six to eight years old, as they play. But there's not a cell phone or laptop in sight, right? They're doing all sorts of wholesome activities. You know, things kids don't do anymore. They're riding their bikes down the street, building pillow forts, doing cartwheels in a field, that kind of thing. And we shoot it all with a warm filter, you know, washed out, sun flares everywhere. And the whole time, they have that little red box of sun-made raisins with them. Overly nods. (laughs) He likes where this is going. Yes, yes, that is good. That is good. It's like associating raisins with simpler times when food was simpler, too. Mm -hmm. Keep going with that. I think we're on to something. Overly leaves the meeting, feeling optimistic. It may not have the impact of singing raisins, but the concept of this ad is solid. And most importantly, he believes it will tug at millennials' heartstrings and tempt them into eating raisins once again. 6,000 miles away, another problem for the California raisin industry is brewing. It's 2018, and Yusuf Govich, a balding man with thick-rimmed glasses, is giving a tour of the Taurus processing plant in Manisa, Turkey. This visitor is an executive from the Hangzhou Linen Food Company in China. Govich has shown him where the trucks come in and where the raisins are inspected and stored. Now... It's time for the main event. Ta-da! Our state-of-the-art packing facility. You won't find a better one anywhere in the world. All around the machines were filling cartons and bags with big golden raisins. It's an impressive view, and it should be. Turkey isn't called the motherland of raisins for nothing. Govinch is quiet for a moment, allowing his guests to take everything in, to appreciate its efficiency. Govinch can sense his judgment, weighing if their processing is up to his standards. Govinch watches the man's face. It gives nothing away. Govinch considers himself good at reading people, but this man is a cipher. Finally, after what feels like forever, the executive nods. We'll take a thousand tons. Your factory is impressive, and your price is much better than the Americans'. Govinch grins broadly. A thousand tons is not a big order, but it signals a coming sea change. Turkey has long dominated the European raisin market, while the United States has had a lock on Asia. But now, that's starting to change. California raisins have consistently been priced high, and with the United States in an escalating trade war with China, Chinese tariffs on U.S. raisins are only making them more expensive. This is the moment for Turkey to take on the California export market. Back in his office in California, Overly is feeling good. He looks up from the report on the current raisin crop he's reading, a grin on his face. Come in. Overly's assistant enters holding an iPad. You wanted to go over tomorrow's schedule? Yes, thanks. Have a seat. Have you heard about this year's crop? Yeah, it looks like it will be a good one, much better than last year's. That was terrible. The 2017 crop was badly damaged. There was extreme heat while the grapes were on the vine and rains while they were drying, which meant they didn't dry properly. 
The two incidents meant the 2017 crop was smaller than usual. But by all reports, the 2018 crop has fully recovered, meaning more raisins will be on the market. That thought makes Overly happy. This is good news for the second part of my strategy, lowering the cost of raisins. The assistant looks up at him, confused. How's that? It's supply and demand. If there are more raisins on the market, the growers have less leverage. So they'll lower the price of the raisins they sell to us, and we can lower the consumer price in turn. The assistant gives him an amused smile. Overly has a lot to learn about the raisin industry. Yeah, you're not from here, are you? Supply and demand doesn't have a lot of bearing on how the RBA sets its prices. A hundred miles south, Calum Barsarian, CEO of the RBA, is also thinking about the price of the 2018 crop. At 80 years old, Barsarian has spent his entire life in one part of the raisin industry or another. He worked on his family farm and then managed the RBA for 18 years. In the 1980s, he left the RBA to become a processor. Two years ago, the RBA wooed him out of retirement to head up negotiations with the raisin packers, of which SunMade is the largest. Even at age 80, Barsarian is a formidable force. His hair may be thinning, but his mind is sharp and his toughness legendary. He's seen five SunMade CEOs come and go, but he's still here. Today, Basarian is meeting with Dwayne Cardoza, chairman of the RBA board. Cardoza invited him here to the International Fruit Genetics Facilities in Bakersfield, ostensibly to check out the new grape varietal they're breeding. But Barsarian has been around long enough to know the real reason for this trip. Cardoza walks Barsarian around the test plots. Together, they examine the fruit, which is starting to wrinkle and darken. Barsarian feels a shiver of excitement go through him. It's not often a person gets to so tangibly see the future. Cardoza carefully picks up a bunch to get a closer look. They really are dehydrating on the vine beautifully. It's incredible. Dehydration on the vine will allow the raisins to be mechanically picked, saving farmers thousands of dollars on labor costs every year. Yes, there's no question this is a game changer. The savings will allow farmers to farm their acres instead of tearing them up and planting other crops. Cardoza slows down. Barsarian knows what's coming. It will, but we're still a ways away. We're looking at 10 to 15 years until this varietal is ready to be grown commercially. We have to keep our farmers in business until then. You know, I ran into Janice Eskandarian, Mark's daughter. She's having a real tough go of it. She says that they're talking about tearing up their vines, putting in almonds. <laughs> That's a raisin family through and through, you know. If they're talking about throwing in the towel, I hear you. Last year was a tough year. Everyone's hurting. We need a good price this year. Don't worry, Dwayne. I'm planning on getting the highest price we've ever gotten. Cardoza grins and claps Barsarian on the back. And that's why we named this varietal after you. Barsarian smiles. He's feeling confident about taking the battle to Sunmade and Overly. Maybe just a bit too confident.
It's September 10th, 2018, and Harry Overly is sitting in his car waiting for the picket line to be clear so he can get to his office on time this morning. Everywhere he looks, his employees are waving signs declaring on strike and sun made unfair. It looks like there are 500 people out here. Overly recognizes a reporter from the Fresno Bee as well as local TV reporters. This is a nightmare. Around him, cars honk their horns in support of the workers. After weeks of threatening a strike, they finally did it. In retrospect, complaining about how much workers cost the company at his first all-staff meeting wasn't his best move. But he thinks their demands are unreasonable. Don't they understand the raisin market is shrinking? Turkey just surpassed the United States as the top exporter of raisins. The ad campaign hasn't aired yet. Their new sour raisin snack line won't be in stores until the new year. They can't afford to contribute more to employees' health care. Plus, it's time to negotiate the price of next year's crop. The raisins are currently sitting out in the sun drying. Overly has been dropping hints that the RBA shouldn't expect a high price this year. But he doesn't think they're getting it. Outside his car, the chant changes. Finally, the light changes and the picketers move out of the intersection. Overly thinks at least they're not desperate enough to get arrested. That's something. As soon as he's in his office, he calls his lawyer. The lawyer picks up before the end of the first ring. Harry, how are you holding up? Not great. I have several thousand tons of raisins sitting in bins that can't be sorted, processed, packaged, inspected, or even shipped because of the strike. Well... On the plus side, at least they don't have to be refrigerated, right? I'm still losing plenty of money. Are we bringing in replacement workers? I don't think that's a good idea. The workers have a broad base of support in the community, you know. It's going to be tough to get people to cross the picket line. The lawyer pauses and overly knows more bad news is coming. I think we need to start discussing concessions. No, 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 no. Not yet. He hangs up the phone. Seconds later, the phone rings again. Hello? Hello, Mr. Overly. It's Caleb Barsarian. I'm pleased to inform you that the RBA has set the price of raisins at $2,150 per ton. <laughs> That's funny. Now, what's the real price? I'm not in the mood for jokes today. I'm not joking. Our asking price is $2,150 per ton. As Overly realizes that Barsarian is serious, he gets mad. The price was $1,800 per ton last year. This is a 20% increase. And this is a year where you have more raisins. You know that doesn't make any sense. Growing raisins is an expensive business. Our farmers need to make a living. You can't just ignore every economic principle because your margins are tight. This price is unrealistic and unsustainable. And I'm not paying it. Well, that's the price. Overly looks out the window. His striking workers are still out there, costing his company millions of dollars. Someone's brought out a drum to accompany the chanting. A constant stream of cars honk in support. Nothing is going the way he planned. We're out. What? We're through with the RBA. We'll make our own deals with unsigned growers. Thank you. 
20 miles away from the Sunmade headquarters, Barsarian hangs up the phone in shock. The chairman of the board sits across from him, a stunned look on his face. Please tell me what I think just happened didn't happen. He pulled Sunmade out of the RBA. Sunmade is 40% of the market. Without them, we lose our leverage. You have to change his mind. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll get him back in. Within a month, Harry Overly receives his first threat. What started as a disagreement has escalated into a war. On the next episode, Harry Overly and Caleb Barsarian square off, forcing the raisin growers of California to pick a side yet again. If they make the wrong choice, they could doom a lot of raisin farmers. Whatever they decide, it will determine who holds the power and shapes the industry for decades to come. From Wondery, this is Business Wars. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. If you tap or swipe over the cover art, you'll see some offers from our sponsors. And you can support our show by supporting them. We hope you will. If you like what you've heard, it would be terrific if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. There's a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you go there, you can support us that way and tell us what business war stories you'd like to hear. We should say something about the conversations in this episode. You know, we can't know exactly what was said at the time, but this dialogue is based on our best research. I'm your host, David Brown. Austin Rackless wrote this story. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Sound designed by Kyle Randall for Bay Area Sound. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer-Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez for Wondering.